Welcome everyone. This is not an AA meeting. It is one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong, page 64 of the AA Big Book, and the solution of the 12 steps. This meeting is being recorded. This is not an all-share meeting. Rather, it is a question and answer for Paul H's take on the 12 steps. The details on all Paul's events, his story, under arrest, books, t-shirts, and past event videos, check out his web website, zenbitchlap.com. Details will be put in the chat. And today, Paul, I've chosen a reading, page 87, Into Action, the first two paragraphs. And I'll read it for you now. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still in experience and having made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might uh, pray for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on a plane of inspiration. We come to rely on it. We usually con conclude that the period of meditation with a prayer that we will be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We, we ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that. That's it. Over to you, Paul. Yeah, it ends with, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. Can you hear me? I cut that bit off in, in the chat. Yes, I can. Sorry, I caught that. I cut that bit off in the chat. Apologies. Oh, it's all right. <clears throat> so, uh, Paul, alcoholic. Nice to be here again. Uh, if you read this, we, which we just did, um, he's talking about the the progression of recovery. So. We, what used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. So we're in this process, and if to look at it in a broad way of leaving the trusting finite self and finding ourselves in the faith in the infinite. And these are the effects that that produces. So as we progress, that hunch or occasional inspiration becomes a working part of us. Yes, the same thing. And then we might pay, we pray for all this stuff, but after a while you observe that's how life's working. So you pray that life would work this way, and then you observe that it is working this way. So this isn't, they didn't have a follow-up book and like returning to the AA big book 20 years later. They didn't have that. They had the 12 and 12, uh, 12 or something years. So a lot of these things that they set out as a course of action turn into a way of life when you take the suggestions. Yeah, so there's progress in recovery. It's just that simple. And so we are, we are the second edition, so to speak, of the book. 
because we've been living the book for maybe 30 years, 50 years, two months, three months, five years. We are the extension. We are the carrying of on of the big book. So the effects that it spoke about and the effects that it said we need to pray for, a lot of us have been under for quite a while. Yeah. So <clears throat> we've you know, we were under the influence of self to a, an incredible level, and now we're under the influence of the higher power. You can just see it. You know, we're not going to go into all the little tributaries, but basically the broad direction is one or the other. Yes, so like Jesus says, you can't serve two masters at one time. So he's not going into 30 masters. He's just keeping it simple. You're either leaning this way or that way. Yeah, so... And you'll know the tree you're sitting under by its fruits, yeah? So if, uh, if you seem to have outgrown the anxiety of yesterday and tomorrow and you're not being triggered with the sense of a resentment every, ever, every half hour, then you're in the progress of outgrowing resentment and anxiety or fear, yes? Why worry? that that's going to stop. The only thing that's necessary is to stay in the ballpark, which is not to drink, really. Yeah, everything else can be easily corrected. When you drink again, you set into motion the parasitical fucking gestation, so to speak. Yeah, and then, you know, it's like genie comes out of the bottle, but you live its wishes, not your wishes. It doesn't listen. It doesn't grant you wishes. It fucking subordinates you under its wishes. So you just don't want genie to come out of the bottle. Yeah. And then everything's possible. Everything like the Course in Miracles, uh, another book uh, says, you know, there are no sins. It's just mistakes and everything can be corrected. Yeah. Well, in our case, the one thing that would have a large effect is drinking again. So as long as we don't pick up, there's always a possibility. Yes. So and we're in the habit of not picking up. So that's cool. I'm not in the habit of drinking or if I feel if I stub my toe, it doesn't immediately bring me to the liquor store, you know, or if someone slights me, I don't. I don't go into the kitchen cabinet and pull out a bottle of vodka. I don't. Maybe a pie or something. Who knows? Or energy bar. <laughs> Mostly. So, you know what I mean? I'm not... Uh, some insane little thing doesn't lead me to a drink. You know, I'm led to maybe helping someone else. Or Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, let me keep reading this. So, that hunch or, or occasional inspiration becomes part of the working mind. Being still in experience and having just made conscious contact with God, of course, the head rushes in and thinks it knows a lot of shit it doesn't know yet. So it says, you know, yes, God told me to do this and do that. It's like politicians in America. They're always telling us God told them to attack Iraq or something. God... Obviously, God, that's an absurd idea. God didn't tell them anything, really. So, not any. So, uh, we're going to make mistakes. But then again, if you don't drink, you never, you're in the game. 
that's the whole that's it yeah it's not even something you have to do it's something you don't do which is not drink <laughs> that's it you got the admission you know uh <laughs> ticket and there you go so no matter what you think you've done uh it can all be undone yeah but let's just not drink today yeah and then uh because that sets you off in a whole different world in a way it's sort of like here you are sitting and then uh you get a a notice that i don't have credit cards but let's say your credit card got shut down so then you have to call the customer service and then you enter like a world of bureaucracy where you're on 50 minutes on the call you know you've listened to freaking you know elevator music then they say oh we can't we can't deal with this we're sending you to another chapter another <laughs> department and then you know you're stuck on this fly paper because of something well this is sort of uh what happens when the alcoholic drinks yeah they get stuck again and they can't do it justice when they're not drinking how fucking bad it can get so uh hopefully we've all been relieved of that yeah and so here we are we're now having more hunches than usual we're having inspiration quite a lot and all these attributes that we thought were very infrequent are now becoming the norm yeah we're being we've been undone and we're being done again you know in the image of something other than self so to speak yes so we might pay for this presumption in all sorts of observed actions and ideas nevertheless we find that our thinking will as time passes be more and more on the plane of inspiration we come to rely upon it yeah you come to rely on that which was one an unsuspected inner resource. Now you're relying on it. What does that mean? There's been a progression, yes? Yeah. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we will be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. Many of us have had that experience without a prayer now, yeah? We're being shown what to do all throughout the day, yeah? When we've, been, when we've been shown what to do by self all throughout the day, there needs to be some activity like prayer and action to get another, to allow or facilitate a switch so that we're, you know what I mean? Something else is doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Before, something else was doing to us what we would never do to ourselves, which is the idea of self. So, uh... We usually conclude the period of, yeah, the next step is to be, what's the next step is to be? That was, we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will. Why is that? Because that's where the bondage lies. And are careful, and he doesn't say freedom from will, he says freedom from self-will. They're completely different beasts. So, yes? We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. Of course, you're going to, and you're going to learn, you know, another way, which is it doesn't work. Yeah? 
we may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. That's a bit, that's a weird loophole that, that the head runs through quite a lot. <laughs> of course, it's going to help others if I do great. <laughs> it's like trickle-down economy. <laughs> we may ask for ourselves, uh, however, others will be helped. I would have cut that out, really, myself. But we are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wa wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. So yeah, this isn't like a this isn't like a story about a huge journey. It's about the beginning of a journey. Yeah, and then we're gonna be the living book about the journey. You know, the long effects of that journey. Yeah. So I always like to hear when people say, "Well, you know, alcoholism is progressing." even if I'm not drinking, well, recovery progresses also, yeah? If you stay in recovery, it progresses, yeah? So, yeah. That's it, eh? Yes, Paul, that's it. Um, anyone have any questions for Paul? Please raise your virtual hands. But let not, me, I do have a question. So let me say Sorry. one thing. This is all referring back to the basic premise on page 64 that self is a foreign activity or however you want to picture it. Just just don't picture it as you. Yeah, any other way will be will be helpful. So that premise is everything I'm saying about everything else is an echo from there. Yeah, that's the whole that's the main point of these talks is to present uh, an idea of what the exact nature of the, the activity of the bondage of self is. Yeah, how does it, how does that bondage of self continue to thrive even when we have a lot of self-knowledge around it? How does it keep uh, having that dominant position? There's gotta be a strategy that the parasite presents to the host to keep the host at bay, really. And uh, I would say it's the act of being identified as the parasite. So we're actually thinking the parasite's agenda is more our agenda. Yeah. So everything else I say about everything else, anything else is coming from there, really. That's where the real relief was and is for me, is to see I'm not that. And therefore I don't, I'm not telling a story in the great in being caught in the great net of self can't get out of self i'm not i'm not in that frustrating condition yeah because i realized i'm not that self that actually fortifies its imaginary presence by us being driven to get out of it yeah so i'm more of a self while i'm getting out of it than when i think i'm in it really <laughs> so yeah Yeah. All right. Thanks, Vanessa. Vanessa? Vanessa, you're muted. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm muted. I beg your pardon. Um, I've got one. There's no hands up. So I've got one question 
from an anonymous YouTube viewer who asks, does this recovery program need abstinence from all drugs as well as alcohol? One member's take, of course, if you Google the question, there are loads of answers. What is safe? What is in the gray area and what is dangerous? Can you comment on that, Paul? Well, the suggestion is not to take any mind altering substance. There's no command or order. It's a suggestion. Yeah. It's about uh, abstinence from all mind altering stuff. That's how I see it. The basic suggestion is that will allow the program of recovery to get the greatest traction. Yeah. It's to me, it's not like a punishment to a kid in a candy store. It's just the, the viewing of what works and doesn't work. And we found that abstinence is the key. Yeah. So, but hey, there is no, uh, we're not a group of uniformed characters. Yes. Yeah. So I just know that people who, uh, mm, I, I didn't arrive at abstinence. I found myself there and I really liked that space. Yes. Cause I don't think about any of it. Yeah. So, uh, if I knew how to produce that, I would offer it, but I just found myself there. So I don't know what it says in Google or anything, but the suggestion I heard was, you know, <laughs> don't drink or use so that something else can get on the business of using you for a much better purpose. Yeah. So. But no one, on. uh, no one is, you know, the AA way is everyone is welcome. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you're not going to get flagellated if you've done something. But again, uh, I feel if you're satisfied and content, you're not really looking uh, to change your feelings so much, yes? You're just feeling like uh, the core condition is solid and reliable. You know, the, the everyday changing of feelings and shit, uh, all those storms can be weathered because they don't last that long, yeah? Like we say, this too shall pass. But that which you're relying on doesn't pass. It doesn't come or go. And there's a, there's a solidity and a stableness there that's not available in all this volatile shit. Yes, you just, uh, when your basic core is relying on something reliable, it creates a, a relaxation throughout the system. Yes, like permeates, almost like sunlight. Yeah. Instead of trying to change how I feel all day, which doesn't change that, this stuff never changes. And then, you know, I let things come and go quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
Looks like we've got a hand up, Paul, uh, from Bo. Would you like to unmute and ask your question, please, Bo? Hey, Paul. Hey, everyone. <clears throat> My question is, um, do you think it's necessary to find a sponsor who is also into non-duality or just any person working recovery will do? I'm in the latter camp. Because I think uh, I like when people grow into the interest of non-duality instead of trying to be made interested in non-duality. Yeah, it just works better for me yeah. and I think others. So no, I uh, I just uh, I see where people are at who I'm with who I'm working with. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, it's like if their house is on fire, they're burning up. I tell them where the nearest pail of water is. I don't tell them there's no fire and there's no house burning up. Yeah. It's not certain. So, but, uh, non-duality is something, uh, in a weird way you get drawn to, I feel. Yeah. There's enough, revelation in life that it leads you to question uh the whole enchilada so to speak yeah and mostly question your composition how you think how how what's that feeling of you because it it seems to be very under investigated and taken for granted to feel like what is paul like and I don't have a freaking clue in a lot of ways. So, but it led to me to see that. And it just, it was sort of like there, I get defeated by self, let's say, in, in a life of, you know, addiction. And then the rescue boat came, picked me up. And then another boat came next to that rescue boat and they sort of traveled together. That was like non-duality. Yeah. First, I needed to be rescued. Then that rescue boat took me, and then another boat showed up. And they needed they. I didn't get on the other boat, but it that other boat had a huge influence in how I am on the first boat, so to speak. Yes, yeah. I don't want to tell people so much about that other boat when they're not even on the first boat. You know, <laughs> the rescue boat. <laughs> so yeah, I guess. In this platform, we're talking about recovery. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, well, I guess my concern is that if I'm already in both the recovery boat and the non duality boat, and I'm trying to work the steps for a third time through a perspective that I think I find more beneficial how would I find an individual that's willing to take me through that if a lot of people, um, you know, aren't already in the second boat? Well, listen, if you, uh, if you can't find one, you can always call me and see what happens. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you the, just send a, a email and then I'll send you my, my, uh, information. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, 
you know, a lot of people are really clear. It's just not defined and they don't have a, a, a title or they're not under a category, but they have gone through an incredible transformation just in the process of recovery. So what I'm more interested in is, is uh, you know, uh, what they are speaking much louder than what they say. Yeah. So I find uh, a lot of people's presence in the meetings that I used to go to the live ones, they they had a lot of weight because they'd been under this process for 44 years. Now, I may not have liked how they defined it, but I sure liked that presence. Yeah. Yeah. And we may differ in the explanation of it, but who cares? <laughs> I, I like the juice. The juice is the key. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, call me up or something. And, uh, but I think there's a lot of people now in recovery who've, who are, because, you know, you could see a lot of people in recovery they go back to churches or they get introduced to Buddhism or, you know what I mean? Or they get into yoga, Hatha yoga a lot. So people, uh, you know, the basis is recovery and then they, they go off, which the recovery umbrella can allow a lot of shit, you know? And so a new, a new possibility is this idea of non-duality. So I'm sure it's, it's, coming through the communities of recovery because of the, the, the dominance of self, as it's described in the big book, it's such a profound aspect of the defeat. Yeah. Not drinking and using, you know, but that it's inevitable that many of us are going to be led to this idea. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's a big jump from one to the other. I don't, I don't feel. And so, and there's working, people are working at it without knowing it to put it into the fabric of recovery. <laughs> Stitching one Zoom meeting at a time. <laughs> so uh, people will find it. <laughs> the whole point I find is, uh, I don't care if the possibility is taken or not. I just want people to hear it. That's all. Because I think what happens with that thing that they say about Herbert Spencer, contempt prior to investigation. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are, are confronted with very limited possibility. They just haven't heard other ideas. Yeah. So to have, you know, and maybe that, that idea they haven't heard is going to really be an illuminating factor with everything they've learned, let's say, about recovery and the way of life. Yeah, that one, that one switch going on is going to light up a whole lot. So I find uh, the market of possibility can, can include like if there was like a fish market, it can include more fish, you know, different kinds of fish. Yeah. So that somebody 
wow, I never tasted mackerel before. I really like it. Hallelujah. You know, I'm happy that person brought mackerel. I may not stay next to the, the kiosk, you know, and pray and worship there, but I'm happy I got the mackerel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't know about, I didn't know there was mackerel. So I didn't know that what's defeated me is foreign to me. I didn't. Fucking that's helped me a lot. So <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Bo. And now we go to Sam. Would you like to unmute? What's your question? Yeah, my name is Sam. I'm an alcoholic. Lost you, Paul. First of all, I'd like to thank you for the work. I lost him. I'm sorry. I can't hear you, so. Can you hear me now? Oh, yes. Okay, I was about to say, first of all, thank you for the way you're talking. Um, you're talking about what you want and what you get out of it. And for me, that's attraction rather than proportion. Um, so thank you for that. But I'm finding myself a little bit lost. This is the first time I've heard you speak. And it's the first time I've uh, heard people talk about the concept of non-duality. And I'm not sure I understand it. Could you explain it to me, please? Uh, well, well, the, the explanation as a definition is non means not, yes? And then duality is, is what's happening here. So there's subject-object would be the basis of the duality, yes? Subject-object. So... And there's yes and no, and high and low, and close and far, connected, disconnected. There's just basically a binary, a binary system, uh, which is really projected and then seen to be an activity. And so what non-duality is, is just a, a negation of that with the premise that being ourselves reality. So we are what we're actually looking for, but not as we seem to be put together. Yeah, not as a thing, not as a mental, physical hybrid, but as, let's say, spirit in the words of recovery. Yeah. So instead of uh, attempting to have a spiritual condition, you realize you are a spiritual condition by realizing you're not a physical brain mental condition. Yes. So the non-duality is a negation of all that we assume to be true and that, in fact, what's looking right now is what we're looking for, yeah? Not Paul, not the who that's looking, because that's made up, but the what's looking, which would be awareness or spirit or whatever. So non-duality is uh, saying that there is no, the solution is immediate. Uh, you've, you're like the sky, no matter how many clouds have moved through it, none of them have affected the quality of sky. And so our spirit is pristine and unsullied by whatever's happened here. And so uh, it's a very, very beautiful disarming uh, for some. Yes. Yeah. And it so, really, uh, it, it really was a, a maturation of recovery. 
yeah, because the clarity that being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, that recognition of self as other than us, or just other, uh, is totally illuminated and reinforced by non-duality, yes. Okay, so so would it be fair to say then it's um, it's a separation of self from ego? Well, it's a separation. I don't see ego to me is an activity. What this the the idea of the small s self is more an ownership of everything. So, in I'm, other I'm words, sorry, I don't know if it's just me. I can't hear anything Paul's saying at the moment. Oh, can you can you hear me now? Can everyone hear me? Yes. All right. Yeah, okay. So, okay. It's, it's yes. clearly something gone wrong with my system. Then I'll come back later. Thank you. You come back. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just complete that thing. The sense of ego, or the thinking you have an ego and losing an ego, there's a sense that's before that which is the one who has or loses the ego. That's the sense of self that we're speaking of, which is the sense of self is derived by the claiming of what's happening. So there's seeing, the sense of self claims the seeing to imply there's a seer, yeah? This is the subject objectness. This is getting all, all mixed up. So seeing would be, let's say, a subjective quality. The seer, is the subjective qualities an attribute of the object? Yeah. So this is the, the this is the basic negation of non-duality. Yeah. There's seeing, but there's not a seer. There's hearing. So basically, it's it's sort of uh, extracting or negating the the inferring of a noun by the claiming of the verbing. Yes. So the seeing doesn't naturally lead to there's got to be a seer. That's manufactured, yeah. <laughs> and then what happens is we lose the sense of the seeing and we get an inordinate obsession around the seer, yeah? Okay. Yes. See, I, so I, I, and then what alcoholism is, alcoholism is really an amplification of self in a way, of this being the seer, the thinker, the doer, the haver, to a point that a, that a fanciful or real discomfort arises that we're almost apt to do anything to get some temporary relief from it, yeah? But yeah. when we get relief from it, we get relief sort of as it, and that's the bondage of self-continuing, yeah? That's the, that's explained in recovery by the statement self can't get out of self. Okay. So, thanks for that. I'll, I'll I'll go away and think about that for a little bit. I think I'll be back with more questions. Oh well, yeah, confess, my friend. Yeah. This could all just be mental exercise. There's there's got to there's the real weight is a sense of presence like we, they say in the third step, yeah? You'll sense the presence of this higher power. That's really, instead of sensing you, this manufactured you all day, you'll sense a presence, yeah? 
that is of the higher power, let's say, which I believe is truly you. <laughs> but let's not go there. But there's a sense of presence, so it's sort of, it can throw around its weight in life. It can really affect how you travel. It's not just a mental understanding that goes out the window when you most need it. Yeah, it's, it's, you have a real, uh, that those tires have very good tread and yes, yeah. But the understanding of it is secondary. It's almost as if, uh, vision would be the seeing or the awareness and a view would be understanding that you would think would come from the scene. So in a lot of cases, the understanding is sort of uh, a substitute for the scene. But when the scene gets obvious, uh, the understanding is secondary. Yes. Okay, so so it, it's to some extent, then it's when I'm thinking about something, um, I need to watch how much I get in my own way with my thoughts. Well, in this case, when you're thinking about something, it's not you thinking about something. There's thinking about something, and then that's used to imply there's a you. So you yeah, just I'm, I'm, take that little example. The whole theme of these talks is basically about how that proceeds. We think that I'm thinking about something, but there's thinking about something that implies the, the you, yeah? So the thinking about something is a verb, that's happening, yeah? The idea that you're doing it is an add-on, that's not happening, <laughs> yeah? So what happens is every time there's thinking about something, that thinking about something is used to imply there's a you that's either thinking about something or is the something that's being thought about. <laughs> that's basic. This is where the, my ego gets in my way and I become embarrassed about things um, rather than having a willingness to talk about them. Yes, because at that point, you're trying to save your face instead of your ass. Yeah. So yeah. AA gives us an, an anatomy class and it says, you're, you save your ass instead of your face. And it hopefully draws a very good distinction about what's the face and what's the ass. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm, Alcoholism is the only disease I know of where I can die of embarrassment. Exactly, because the thing is, the alcoholism is of the mental state. That's where it's living and it's thriving there. So it's amplifying stuff. So if you look at people, really, even my own experience, if I'm riding a bicycle that's expensive and I start to slide off the road, I try to save the bike more than me. <laughs> the value system is very strange. <laughs> yeah, so you're living, under, you're living under a direction. You may have particular experiences of the direction, but you're not aware of the direction, yeah, which is self-will and all this, yeah? You're thinking we're running into obstructions. You don't realize your role in things, which what happens in recovery is that's brought to light. You see your role in things, and then hopefully you'll see something else's role in things when you see your role in things, and you'll see that something else is not you, hopefully. Yeah? Yeah. 
That's the whole point. Recovery is basically to see your role in things. Yeah? With the hopes that if you look at your role, you're going to see self's role. Yeah? And hopefully uh, there'll be a recognition of what you used to live in as not knowing. You'll know now. You'll see it. Yeah? And then you can bring what you see to step six and seven and have that energy reconfigured. Yeah? So it could be useful to yourselves and others instead of enslaving yourself to fucking yesterday and tomorrow. <laughs> you can be useful. Yeah? You'll be freed to be of use. Yeah? It's hard to be freed to be of use when you're being of use, you're being used by the self. Yeah? You get... Yeah. So... Thanks very much for that. Much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. It may not make sense, but the feeling that it's being conveyed, I hope, hits. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested in the mental mechanics of things. I'm only interested in passing that information on by the relief that's there. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's the relief. That's the... To me, that's the uh, that's the money shot, not the everything else. Of the process. Yes, there's a huge relief, and uh, and the idea of non-duality is the fact that where that relief is coming from, seemingly, is already stabilized. It's already available. It's never not been available. Yes, so. Yeah. The reassurance you're getting with the new way of life can become galvanized because really <laughs> whatever you thought happened to cause all these things has not caused any shape or shift or movement in that which you are. That's the beauty of being ourselves reality. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Anyone else, Vanessa? Yeah, uh, I'll, yes, I, I'll, I'll say something. Hey, Paul, Kurt. Kurt. Um, you know, I was thinking when you were explaining that to that there's a part in the book, it says in spiritual experience, it says this awareness is the essence of the spiritual experience or more religious members call it God consciousness. And the other part I was thinking about was where we read it all the time. Well, I read it for years and didn't see it. It says there's a, just a small thing in how it works. It says, may you find him now. It just says, may you find him now. And it was kind of like when you say, uh, you know it by, you know the true tree by its fruits. It's more the, the absent, the fruit is more the absence of fear, the absence of anxiety, the absence of, you know, if, if I look at Mickey, I go, I don't see fear and anxiety on Mickey's face. I, I just don't see it. I know, you know, there's an absence of Mickey or there's an absence of this, you know, what we call Kurt, you know, this idea. And that's, a, yeah. that's, that's an experience. It's not an experience, but it's, it's maybe the absence of one who experiences, right? <laughs> yes, that's the thing. 
uh, Kurt's not going to have the absence of fear. The absence of fear includes the absence of Kurt. But in this case, the absence of Kurt is a fact. So when you're trying to be absence of something that's present, maybe you try to distract and keep, you know, have it run around the corner for a half an hour. But in this, in this absence, there's a, it's a fact. That's the stabilization. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way you answered. Uh, I think it was Bo when you said, you know, you don't, uh, you know, Bo's question was really great because I run into, I run into this a lot where people are, you know, we go back to what we know. So when we hit a dry spot, we think, okay, let me work the steps again, or let me do this, or I need to go to more meetings, or I need to do this. It's like, and, you know, it's been my experience that I just needed to go deeper with this thing, not repeat the old patterns. It was it was like there was a depth here that was, you know, which is very natural towards the evolution. You know, I'll, I'll use Al-Anon's term, the evolution of maturation towards this wholeness that you already are. It's yeah. just more of a, you know, it's it's like you said, it's a gr- it's a uh, recovery. Um, progresses it's the progression yeah 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 Yeah, so what was useful at one moment may not be at another moment so you get see yeah the reliance isn't on a tool belt it's 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 another reliance it's nice to have a tool belt when there's a fucking obstruction or whatever, or you need to build a wall, but it also has a weight to it. Yeah. The real reliance is on something that has no weight. It's very, very light. Yeah. And it's, that's the essence of traveling lighter. I'm not prepared for these talks. I mean, I never been, I never prepare myself for anything really. (laughs) Maybe I should. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I just, just suit up and show up, as they say, and then see what happens. And then you learn the hard way or the, you know, or the nice way. It does, you know, and, uh, yeah. So I've relied on this power. Yeah, I did. When I was asked to do things I didn't think I had uh, the ability to do, over and over again and it worked out yeah i came to believe to in a power greater than what's talking in my head and that thing <laughs> in my head says you don't deserve to say fucking anything you weren't nice to that person 30 minutes ago well it hadn't that i saw that as just more self-obsession i realized jesus christ i'll just show up and see what happens yeah so and uh, that's worked. And a lot of using of tools led to not needing to use the tools as much, which to me is great. Yeah, now every, it's a slippery slope and everyone gets worried because that then someone won't do what they need to do. Well, you know, if you don't do what you need to do, you'll probably lead to having to do it. So, yeah. I, <laughs> 
I didn't come to AA through any person. Yeah, I did. I, you know, something hit me and directed me, set up that I was at an AA meeting that night. Yeah, someone drove me to that meeting, but they didn't bring me to that meeting. Life brought me to that fucking meeting. Yeah. And I rely on that. I lie. I let's. I rely on that, which is directing this whole freaking event. So, and I'd come to believe that something does for us what we can't do for ourselves, and expand on what you can't do for yourself. Yeah, that's that's the part where, you know, your your sober assessment leaves the face and lands on the ass. You know, you realize <laughs> you're, you're outmatched. Uh, <laughs> you know, and fuck it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I have been with people and then they would come to talks and then I do something not nice to them and they would say, you shouldn't be talking. And I said, well, I never did the talk. You know, I'm sorry, I'm a fucking broken vase, you know, <laughs> somehow it's been put to good use. So <laughs> don't, don't fucking hold it, you know. Yeah, I mean, the message is seamless and pristine. The messenger has a lot of crimps in the hose. Give me a fucking break. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? it's just the water that's going to. Quench your thirst, not the hose. So, yeah. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. Just like here. Yeah. I'm not an expert or anything. I have a platform to share because I didn't hear what I'm sharing at most meetings. And I feel like it's an important aspect to be put out there in our community. And if I get slapped and some tomatoes thrown in my face, you know, I'm all right with that because I think the ass is more important. <laughs> so I'll take, the, I'll take the feeling of being fraud or rejected or, oh, you're, you're fucking everything up or whatever. I'll go through all that shit because I think it's more important to have this message heard. Yeah, because it's sure I was I've been extremely happy that I came to hear it. I, I am. And I didn't hear it in AA, and I like it to be heard in AA. I would. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, as, uh, yeah. This is what appreciate you. This is what happened. Members live life, and then they bring out the things they found back to the community and they offer what's available and then it's up to the community to decide or the persons if they like it or not but at least we got a big table with a lot of samples you know so yeah we don't want this thing to turn rigid and arthritic yes it's yeah so you know, now people are doing things with, you know, I think it's some of it's weird, but, you know, 12 steps with yoga and shit like that. And, uh, you know, what happens when I go to those things as a guest speaker, I feel that uh, 
the self is, you know, buzzing all over the place, you know, not the self, selfing. And so I like, and it's not appropriate to say anything because they're feeling better. They're feeling great. All right. But there's a bondage to humbly from how I see it. There's a bondage of self thriving in all that. Yeah. So I figured uh, I better, we better have our own platform and put it out there. (laughs) 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 So, And I begged off. People have asked me to speak at certain things. I've gone there. I realized it's it's not appropriate. Yeah, it's not. It would be like ruining their parade. I don't want to do that. So I'm just putting it out there for people who come and and uh, give it a test. You know, it's like a shoe store. Put the shoe on. See if it fits. If it fits, I mean, to me. It's, it's one of the shortest statements, but there's so much profoundness in self can't get out of self. I just, it's mind boggling how much of my life is captured by that statement. <laughs> it's just incredible, really. I mean, really. I would like if I have a tombstone, that would be good. Self can't get out of self. <laughs> that would be a nice little thing on the tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> so what brought all that information not chanting self can't get out of cell <clears throat> living the living experiences and uh and the and having like downloads about stuff and all this all these possibilities that are are available to a, to one of us yeah to see things anew, what an incredible gift to be able to take someone else's view of something so you can see it from another angle. All these possibilities lend itself. And then some of them bring a sense with them. And if you've had that, that sample of that sense, you recognize it. Yeah, that sense of fucking an authority that doesn't have to demonstrate authority you know just a sound just the soundness of like a note you just know uh you know the quality of the instrument by the soundness of the note yeah so uh yeah i want to share it with our with my the tribe yeah yeah yeah, I, I relate I related to using a gong, you know. I when you ring it, you hear it, right? Yeah. Versus versus this. You know, I mean yeah. it's like yeah. you said, it's a resonance. Yeah, exactly. And that resonance, you know, can be the basis of every day. I feel it is. So yes. <clears throat> and uh and being he available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary, is the essence of reliability. I mean, can't be more reliable than that. It's all I ever wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked. Yeah, me too. So there you go. I'm having a weird physical experience. I have a, a condition called surfer's ear, swimmer's ear from being in too much cold water. 
So my ear, one ear, it keeps shutting off and on. It's almost like a broken, it's like a stereo going into mono every five minutes. It's an interesting, and it leads to an altered state. Yeah. So I get, I'm like tripping in a certain way. <laughs> in an sense, while holding it together at the Zoom. <laughs> So I keep pulling my ear because it opens it up. So, yeah. <laughs> the show will go on. It will. Hopefully uh, we'll see we'll see you down here pretty soon, huh? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I hope sooner or later. I'm hoping. It's hard to leave this compound. I'm sort of where I live. It's sort of nice. I don't want to go out in the public. <laughs> no. Well, any question? Any other questions? Oh, we're still early. Um, we, uh, Gabe, had his hand up. Uh, do you want to come in with your question, Gabe? Please. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just at work here, so I, the phone keeps ringing. Um, Gabe, alcoholic. Yeah. Gabe. Um, I just want uh, maybe uh, pick your brain a little bit. Um, you know, this is kind of what they call you know golden plated problems, but. You know, like I've had, I've had knee issues. I've had my knee rebuilt three times, but um, just, you know, in this past week, actually, like I hurt my back. So um, just being like, you know, uh, I find it hard sometimes when it's just, you know, like me at home and I can't really do much in that mental state and the body part of it just starts screaming, you know, and it's just uh, um, all this, all, all that kind of, you know, self-centered stuff starts, uh, kind of yelling back, I guess, in a way. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, being at home and not being able to kind of get that, um, you know, kind of be out in the world and get that interest and attention turned outward, you know, it's just kind of, I mean, I'm sure anyone can relate, you know, it's when you, when you're, uh, when you can't do much, you're just kind of by yourself with your head. And um, maybe just in regards to like, you know, when that's, uh, go ahead. Just call somebody else. You know, Gabe? Yeah, I get, you know, it's, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that when the intellectual part of it, you know, but when you kind of get like the, the fuck it's, you know, you're like, I'm not going to call that fucking person, you know, I don't want to call anybody, you know, I don't know. I guess it's a gold plated problem, you know. But. This is how we do, this is how we break the old habits and we, uh, we allow the new ones to set, which is doing something. Yeah. Now, let's not get into, do we have free will or not? Just do it. Just make a call. It'll take your attention off of Gabe and you'll feel different. Yeah. Yeah. I've had ample opportunity, Gabe. I've had a lot of uh, situations in sobriety where I was bedridden, you know, for like 10 days straight where I had no choice whatsoever basically. Yeah. And at that time there was no cell phones and shit like that. And, uh, yeah, it seems like there's a drag, but it's, it allows you to see shit that sometimes hides in the, in the weed, so to speak, you can recognize what you're not there. <clears throat> and six and seven is incredible. The steps six and seven of bringing what we may think is of us and giving it over to the higher power to sort of review and to do what it wants with it. Yeah. 
It's yeah. a very powerful part of the recovery program, step six and seven. And I don't think you're you're too early on to not get into it. Yeah. So yeah. step six and seven is when you recognize like that head is drilling you a new one. Yeah. Yeah. You offer it up to that higher power to do with what it will. Yeah. You're yeah. entirely ready to do that and you humbly ask it to reconfigure. Because to me it's all energy, but it's it's been given a form and that form isn't serving you or others. So you surrender that form and then that higher power will put it to better use. So it's gonna put this seeming downtime when there's nothing seemingly going on, surrender that and it will put it to better use, it will. Yeah, I guess, you know, having it passed, you know, I'm not, I'm not drunk, I didn't use, I didn't lash out to anybody. So I guess the proof's kind of in the pudding there. Exactly, I guess. that's great. Yeah. This is about growing up, Gabe, also. We grow up in recovery. We do. Most of us, obviously, we stopped growing emotionally when we started drinking. Like 12, so we're like 12 year olds. <laughs> and we think everything should go our way. And it, that's not how life is. If you argue with life, you're going to lose. So we learn through these type of events how to fit ourselves around circumstances instead of constantly trying to fit them around us this is what we learn and we and we and others will be the better for it we will this is the point the change in aa is directed therefore it's growth yeah what the program solicits as change is directed so it's growth yeah it's growing to a, it's growing to be of more use to yourself and others. Yeah, let's just put it that way. That's the fact, I'm telling you, from being under it, yeah? Yeah, we always wanna change how we feel. Well, we're gonna be changed. Not how we feel, but the we is gonna be changed by this program. And that change is not willy-nilly, it's directed, it's growth. Yeah. And many of us have been brought to that seeming far off target and we're sharing it with others that are earlier on in the process. We're in good freaking hands. Something is that's much wiser than our myopic view is at play. Yeah. Let it. Yeah? And so there's a lot of mis I thought a lot of the shit that happened to me in recovery was misfortune. I felt I didn't deserve. But I'll tell you, in hindsight, it was all put to great use. Yeah. And like it says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And it does in a lot of ways. So, yeah. I'm just happy for you, Gabe, because you have a willingness and nothing's going to stop that. And you're going to, your sobriety is going to get established because you're following suggestions. You're doing what we do. I'm, I'm, I'm totally sure of that. Yeah. And then, uh, what we didn't see the value of when it was happening, we'll see the value of after its effects. Yeah? That's what happens. Yeah. So, yeah.
I mean, a lot of the things that they say in the book, I lived through. You know, I ran into having a rest, a resentment I didn't, I couldn't deal with, which was seeing my ex-girlfriend with her new boyfriend, who she was going to marry, walk into a an AA party, and it's sort of like the divine spotlights were on them, and rose petals were falling from the heavens, and everyone in the party oh what a beautiful couple and it made me feel terrible yeah and all that shit i never wanted to feel it just saturated me with that and i left that party and thank god i had read that story in the book freedom from bondage where the lady said what she did when she had a resentment she didn't really actually want to get rid of and I used that. I prayed for my ex-girlfriend and, and her husband-to-be to have all that I wanted and more, even if I didn't mean it. And after a week or two, when their, thought, when their names came in my head, I felt fine. I felt good about them, and I felt good about me. Where, I've been, where when I started that process, I felt so fucking pissed and vindictive, yeah? And I felt I was so revealed by their greatness that I was nothing. Yeah, all of that shit that was constantly affecting me day by day and from the dark, I got to see and I got to live life successfully. I didn't get loaded and I didn't stalk them and I didn't fucking say shitty things about them to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they got divorced later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, these things weren't just things I read, I put them to practice because I needed to. Man, I was, you know, that sensitivity was acute, yeah? And I had to have a thick shell of seeming protective terminal uniqueness, yeah? And I had to go, I had to get pulled out, kicking and screaming from that mental cocoon. And the love of the program did it. It didn't take my feelings into consideration. It just brought me up against it the truth yeah and man i'm happy for it i'm happy as hell yeah yeah so all of these things man i i felt to the core what it's like to be under the tyranny of the bondage of self I mean, I would do almost anything to get a, a little bit of relief. I'd pay any consequence tomorrow to be distracted from it now. I mean, shit. Yeah. And all of that has been put to good use because I didn't die. Yeah. I lived through it. And it brought a lot of conviction and a lot of views and a lot of vision that I would never have had. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. So I think you're in great hands, Gabe, and I hope your back gets better and take hot baths with Epsom salts and shit like that. There are a lot of ways you can alleviate it because the store may not want to alleviate it. It just wants to bitch about it. But there are things you can do that, that will make it a little easier. Yeah. This is what you'll see. You'll see the head doesn't have your best interest at heart. It just wants to fuck with it, man. <laughs> it does. It doesn't want to do anything and just bitch about, why do I have this? Why, just, yes? 
Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Paul. There's no more hands. Do you want to wrap it up? I would love to wrap it up today. Okay, cool. Lovely. Um, we'll see you all next week, Tuesday and Thursday for 12 steps. Goodbye for everyone. All right, honey. I like this little ritual. Yeah. Cool. So. Go ahead. All right. So I may not leave may the not leave. all day, so I got to say goodbye to the Zoom folks. All right, Vanessa, thank you. You did a great job once again. Thank you. Tommy, nice to not see you. Uh, we got Rob Farr. Always a pleasure, Rob. Yep, very nice. Rob's been with us since the beginning. So is Paul and Kurt and Mickey. Nice to meet you, Ron R. Yep. We've got Steve from the UK. Nice to see you, Steve. Paul's got another nice T-shirt on there. Let's see. Thank God I don't have my glasses. I may feel bad about myself. Right. <laughs> we got, uh, <clears throat> let's see. We got Roman. Roman, as always, thank you for all the donations and your messages. Yes. There will be a live meeting on Saturday at 1.30 and a Zoom. Yeah. Uh, we got Gabe. Nice to see you, Gabe. Sober. Yeah. Yeah. Don't underestimate the value of just that. It's awesome. It's very incredible. Yeah. Stefan on having never left. Ruby from Wichita. Nice to see you, Ruby, as always. Helen from north of England. Nice to see you, Helen. Living large. That's good, Helen. Yes. We got Owen. I know he's 100% Irish. Yeah. It's always good. Nina. Nice to see you, Nina. I don't know if I'm coming down there or not. If I do, I'll somehow. Eventually. Eventually you're coming, yeah? Eventually I will, for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Or I'll be up there eventually. All right. <laughs> PK, PK from Long Island City. <laughs> yeah. I'll meet you at I'll meet you at Bigelow's. Bigelow's. <laughs> or my, Nunley. The nexus of my family is Long Island City. On one side of the family, the Hedemans, yes. My godmother, who was my she was my uh, my deity, my goddess. Uh, Aunt Celie, she's from there. She's passed away, I think, now. She was the matriarch, the matriarch of the family from Long Island City. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Yes, nice to see you, bro. We got, uh, I got to say this right. On Thor. On Thor? Yes, good. I did well. We've got, uh, Walter. Nice to see you, Walter. I'm sorry I missed that Zen thing. Yeah. We'll see what matter. happens. I don't, it's better to email me. I don't go to that messenger much. Okay, I will. Yeah, I will. Email's better, yeah. Leah, nice to see you there. Michael S. from Madeira, always great. We got Adam. I think Adam is a new visitor. Yes, nice to see you, Adam. We got Rich A with his significant other looming around somewhere. Yes. We got uh, Alex. Nice to see you, Alex. Hey, you got the sewing machine. Wow. Fantastic. 
I actually have an inclination to start sewing. Yeah, I think I'm going to become the oldest fashion designer. I'll teach you. I, I really want to. I want to, uh, I have that with leather and stuff. Yeah, also. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. All right. Nice to see you, hon. Carl, nice to see you, Carl. We got Mika. Mika is chilling out. She's ready for a nap. We got Oliver from Berlin. Nice to see you, Oliver. Nina, as always. Uh, uh, let's see. Verena from Germany. But I still think she looks Dutch, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> we got uh, Jared. We got Susanna W., an old friend. Very nice. Not old, but an old friend. Very nice. And uh, everyone else, thanks so much. I'll see you Saturday if you like, one thirty again. And uh, and the show will go on, hopefully. Yes? See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everybody. Nice job, Vanessa. Mm-hmm.